I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Donald Trump tells the world he's about to be indicted and everything goes insane. We'll still talk our best and worst takes of the week, but we've got a lot to dive into. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. Yes, it is a Friday edition of Critical Thinking, and usually it's all about our best and worst takes of the week, and that's really about it, but um, a sort of bombshell drops. I mean, I think we all kind of thought this was coming at some point in time, Um, But um, Donald Trump let the world know that he has been told by his lawyers to be expected to be indicted by the Department of Justice. We have not had the official indictment, the official, you know, uh, perp walking and all that that stuff that happens with this. We don't have the official charges yet, but Donald Trump fully expects to be indicted by the Department of Justice over the handling of the the. Documents at Mar-a-Lago. Let's just put it that way. Classified documents. Here is Trump's announcement. Let's just get right into it, shall we? The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted, seemingly over the boxes hoax. Even though Joe Biden has uh, 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette, and which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. Now, obviously, he's attempting to to put the parallel here, and there's so many different things that we could talk about. But the reality is this for me. I'm going to dispel the conspiracy theory of this is all just politics for Donald Trump, and he's only putting this indictment out to to raise massive amounts of cash because he's getting his ass handed to him by Ron DeSantis in the fundraising department. Yes, it's true that Donald Trump is fundraising off of this. That's part and parcel of of the thing. But I just question 
why anybody would be like, yeah, I'm being indicted. Um, if you could avoid that at any point in time, at any cost, would you, Pat? <laughs> yeah, I would. What say you? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I. I that is not something to break about at all. Even in the grand 4D chess world of MAGA Forever and the conspiracy theorists that live out there, this is the reality of the situation. Trump has likely or is likely to be indicted. Those tips have come from the Department of Justice. There was a meeting this week between Trump's attorneys and the Department of Justice. We know that. What we don't know is the extent of what's going to happen here. Um, we also don't know if this is also coming from potentially the January 6th probe that's going on. Um, so I have a bunch of questions that I kind of want to go through. Um, but my f- what I want to do before we get into the questions, Pat, is I want to go through kind of our initial reaction as we heard this news. First of all, though, I want to bring up Molly Hemingway, who is a fantastic writer. Um, She had this to say in her reaction. Our completely out-of-control Department of Justice is destroying the country, meddling in elections, refusing to prosecute political allies, political prosecutions of political opponents. Just horrific situation we are in right now. Horrific. And I wanted to use this as the jumping off point because I fully agree with her. And I wrote this yesterday on Twitter. I literally put the banana republic emoji up there, right? Uh, this is this is banana republic stuff for me. And it has nothing to do with whether or not Trump did or didn't break a law. Okay? I want to be abundantly clear about this. And this is why I brought up Molly Hemingway's tweet. Because she succinctly puts it, there is one side that gets protection and another side that gets prosecuted. That only happens, and it's about the same stuff, by the way, the same laws or the same situations. In... I don't care about the degrees of difficulty or the degrees to which somebody hid or obfuscated or whatever. The law is the law, right? It is what it is. Do I believe that prosecutors have selective ability to prosecute based off of the ability to win a case? Yes, I do. A thousand percent. It's why you see some people not charged with murder, even though everybody and their brother and mother knows that that person likely committed that murder. Because you have to be able to prove it in a court of law. You have to be able to put it in front of a judge, a jury, and win. So, I am not talking about that version of selective prosecution. What I am talking about is the version of selective prosecution in which every single time somebody is prosecuted, it is on one side of a political aisle. And then on the other side... The law, which is, I mean, we could talk about Hillary Clinton and the email scandal and the documents scandal, the things that were found, right? It is the same law that she broke. 
Has she spent a day in jail? Was she indicted? Was anything, did anything happen to her? No. Joe Biden. Now, maybe you could say, well, he's a sitting president right now, and can you indict a sitting president? No. Okay, we know that by law. But what we do know is the D Department of Justice can tell us that we are going to indict as soon as he is out of office, right? They could tell us that information. They could tip their hand if they wanted to. But will they indict him? They haven't said a peep about it. They have not really done much. Well, Andrew, they've investigated. Oh, sure. But an investigation that has turned up multiple instances of him breaking the law. Uh, what are we doing here? This is banana republic stuff in which one side, the, the prosecution is only happening to political enemies of those whom are in power. Those whom hold the levers of that power. Once you go fully down this road, Pat, this is my initial reaction. Once you go full banana republic, it gets very dark, it gets very ugly, it gets very brutal, really fast. And the other aspect of this that I want to, to rope in a little bit here is, well, it's not just Donald Trump. How do I know that we are in the banana republic stage? We have the oligarch in place, right? We, we've talked about the, the corporate government partnerships that are going on, whether that was COVID-19 with Pfizer and Moderna, um, you know, whether that is um, who's getting favor and whom has sway and power with bureaucracies, right? And, and whom is avoiding prosecution and whom is being prosecuted, whom is being maligned and who is not. All of the things that we've been talking about. But how do I also know it? Look at what is happening with January 6th versus BLM. The summer of riots of 2020, I think there's eight people who have seen any sort of actual jail time for burning, looting, rioting, um, in some cases murder. Yet, people who literally just stepped foot didn't get involved in any of the um, pitched battles, if you will, right, between Capitol Police and, and, um, and people attempting to get in, didn't enter the um, House chamber or the Senate chamber, didn't die. I mean, oh, wait, that Ashley Babbitt, right? didn't even have a chance to defend herself while she was attempting to hold people back as we find the video, by the way, of what was taking place. Turns out she wasn't trying to enter the Capitol or trying to enter the Senate chamber. She was trying to hold people back from doing so and got shot for it. Congratulations to that. But we're talking about your 65-year-old grandma and grandpa who just walked in because they were in the crowd. And that's where the crowd was moving, right? Multiples of them have spent and are still spending 
years in prison for this. Prison. Multiples of them are being hunted down by the DOJ still to this day, looking through every nook and cranny of video and attempting to find and isolate these individuals, put them in, um, put them in prison, awaiting trial that might take three, four, five years to, to go through, by the way, and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. Right, Mike Pence? On the other side of the political aisle, the people who literally burned cities to the ground throughout the summer of 2020. Any of them? Um, oh, the ones that in Portland literally set federal offices a felony offense in any way, shape, or form, a federal felony. Have any, has anybody been tried? Has anybody been convicted? Has anybody spent the day in jail for any of that? No. This is the banana republic that we speak of. It is not. And um, I think Steve Dace had a really great tweet on this. I really do. Um, he had a tweet that basically talked about this, right? It's not about Trump. It's also about the supporters, right? They're not just willing to go after the, the head of the snake, if you will. They're attempting to also dismember the entire body of the snake, if you will, the metaphor. This is banana republic stuff. It, they are taking on the head of the snake, the body, right, the supporters, and now the head. It would be different if the prosecution was not selective for me, Pat. This is where I'm at. You, we cannot allow for this type of stuff to go on. In this country, if we want our republic back, you better wake up in this audience. You better wake up in this country. And frankly, I don't give a bleep. If you don't like my confrontation on this issue, because if you say, yeah, but Trump broke the law. Okay. Yeah, but so has this person and this person and this person. Why are they not being prosecuted? Because it's politically expedient. No, it's because they're weaponizing one side to stamp out the other to take total control. And we have one last opportunity, one last opportunity. And that, that last opportunity for me has nothing to do with an election. Otherwise, we go down a, a path, Pat, that will make BLM's summer of rioting look like child's play. This is where we're heading if we don't understand what time it is, if we don't wake up to how we can fix this and what must be done. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But your initial thoughts here as you watched this going down and uh, where we sit. I mean, my my initial thought was, so, and, and I, I started with this, is is so if, if Trump is being indicted, does that mean Joe Biden will be indicted when he's out of office? Otherwise, 
they they've had their cake and they've ate it too. Mm-hmm. That, and and that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Otherwise, Mike Pence would be indicted right now. Bill Clinton would be indicted right now. Um, you know, you could probably make the argument for George Bush being indicted right now. Um, a lot of these people have done it and have gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's a bad precedence to set because um, now now whatever whatever party is in power, whatever whatever political will is in power, they are going to weaponize this going forward. That's what's that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's not good for a country. It's banana republic type stuff. Um, it's we are no longer. By the way, I I I I even said this yesterday. We are not the United States of America anymore. We are the banana republic of America. The United States does not exist. We are not united. Not not even remotely. This is this is um, and and this is this has nothing to do with really Trump at this point. It has everything to do with what they're doing around Trump and what it represents. So mm-hmm. this is this is bad. It's hypocritical, and they don't care. Okay. This is all about political will. This is not about the rule of law. The rule of law no longer exists now. Um, I'm going to stop there because we talked off air a little bit or chatted off air, I should say, a little bit here. And I have a set of questions that I think we need to ask and answer here on this program, some of which will entangle our best and worst takes, by the way. Um, But I want to start with this. Um, Charlie Kirk, and I believe this is your worst take of the week, by the way. Um, but this is Charlie Kirk. And explain why you think this is the worst take of the week and what this take is. So um, for those for those that are uh, listening and not watching, uh, the tweet says every Republican running for president should suspend their campaign and go to Miami to show support. If you don't, you are part of the problem. Either we have an opposition party or we don't. Go to Miami Tuesday and show solidarity or we will mark you as part of the opposition. So this is me thinking about things in terms of law. Okay. This is not about, for me, this is, this is less about politics than it is about what's right and wrong here. Okay. Um, We know that Donald Trump had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. We know that. Everybody does. Yep. What we, what we don't know is did he did he declassify them before he left office? That, that, that's one of the things we don't know. And I, I will maintain that um, Donald Trump will be innocent until proven guilty. But in terms of this being the worst take, why would you stop your campaign from this? Because let's just say he's been indicted. Let's say he gets convicted. You've now aligned your presidential campaign and shown support for him. Mm. What does that do to your campaign? Mm. Okay. And, and and so I think that's a very bad idea. Now, can you show some kind of solidarity for what's for for the actions that are going on with the DOJ and calling him out and all the hypocrisy and everything uh, and, and what they're doing to Trump and not to others? Sure. 
Absolutely. And I think that that would be the smart thing to do. Okay. But so to, to I simply so I want to stop right there because there, this, you're, you're kind of encompassing a bunch of the questions and I want to take oh, them sorry. one by one here. Okay. Because it's important. Uh-huh. Now, as to what about the rule of law? I, I want to put this tweet up because this came from um, at AG Hamilton 29. And this is in response to Charlie Kirk, if you're not watching on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, by the way. He notes, they don't even care about the substance of the charges. Apparently running for president makes you immune from prosecution or opposition. Brilliant stuff. Might as well just congratulate Biden on four more years. And I think this kind of speaks to what you were talking about here, is that what if this is really a, he he did it. What if this is, he really broke the law? And here's the response I have to the to um, to this individual. The substance of the charges is not the point. No, there. Because Trump is not immune from the rule of law just because he's running for president. Okay, nobody should be immune from the rule of law because of their position in, in power. Nobody. And I believe the president should not be somebody who can't be charged. I don't believe that at all. If you are breaking the law and they can prove it, you should be able to be charged. I don't understand the you're immune from prosecution while in office. Why? If you are breaking the law, so we just have to sit there and take it. What? No, we don't. For instance, with the Joe Biden Burisma situation, right? If we can prove this and if Congress can go ahead, now you can make the argument that here's the rub on this. They do have that mechanism, right? Which is impeachment and removal from office. But again, banana republic. That, that That's political will type stuff right there. Right. And we don't have it. These are two separate issues. Politics mm-hmm. and rule of law are two very different issues. But all of that notwithstanding for me, Pat. The rule of law, you're right. It does matter. The substance of the charges matter. Okay. You are correct. If Donald Trump broke the law, he broke the law. And he should not be immune from consequences for that. At the same time, you can also recognize that you can walk and chew gum, right? The walking is that, yeah, he um, he broke the law. But why is he the one being prosecuted versus everybody else that has allegedly done the same thing. Whatever the degree of difficulty, as I pointed out earlier, or the degree to which this happened, the law's the law, right? The rule of law doesn't make a distinction between how bad and egregious the breaking of the law was. If you break the law, you broke the law, right? So, In a world in which the rule of law is what matters, like to your point, Bush, um, Pence, Obama, Clinton, Biden, probably Al Gore too if we wanted to look down that, that path, have all broken this law. 
what is the mechanism for remedy of this law? Well, allegedly it is um, is just returning them in a timely fashion, right? And the National Archives takes possession of them, and then you're good. Except for that's not what the rule of law says. That's not what the law says. It is your, hey, we're gonna we're just gonna look the other way because mm, we really don't want the time or effort to prosecute this. Except for when it becomes politically expedient. So the rule of law matters, but so does the rule of political will. The two things matter at the same time. And if you are unwilling to understand that this this situation has nothing to do with the rule of law and everything to do with one side's political will being enforced on the other, I can't help you. Again, I think this answers my uh, second question of, is Trump immune from said rule of law just because he's running? No, no, nobody no. should be immune from that, by the way, nobody, but, but this is not Donald Trump committed a hit and run DUI and killed somebody. Full stop on that one, right? Like you should be prosecuted and you should be disqualified from running for the president of the United States of America. But this is the predicate. This is the predicate to what happening, Pat. If Donald Trump were to continue down the path of running for office, what is going to happen? If he were to win, quote unquote, the nomination, where are the Democrats going? He is under indictment and um, being charged with multiple federal crimes or this or that, right? Right. So we're going to disqualify him from the ballot in every blue state possible. And probably some of the red states too, by the way. So he gets off the ballot. You don't have an opportunity to speak how you want anymore. Well, you can write them in, except for if they disqualify your vote. Right, Because that's what's going to happen. If you vote for Donald Trump, it's a disqualifying vote. You can write them in all you would want, but your vote will not count because he has been disqualified in that state. That's the reality of this situation. Is That's, that's what they're really after here. Again, political will, not the rule of law. If it was about the rule of law, what would they do? Allow them the ballot access, right? You can vote how you want to vote, and if he gets convicted, that's a different story, right? That's the 4D chess if you want to play at MAGA forever. That's where they're going. Again, it's possible to walk and chew gum at the same time. Am, Am I missing anything here, Pat? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, so now that we've kind of established the the predicate of banana republic and why this is different than the rule of law, right? Because I think we could both agree if he if he if you can prove that he broke the law, he deserves punishment. So long as the rest of those politicians are also subject to the same level of scrutiny. That's where I'm at. 
if you want to tell me as the DOJ that Trump is indicted, you better tell me that Biden will be indicted for his multiple violations of this in what, four different locations? Yep. You better tell me that Hillary Clinton, as we look backwards, is also indicted because we actually physically have the evidence in the American public, literally our entire social square, right? Our public square, we have that information sitting in front of us. All of us do. Anybody can access and see that's a violation of this law and that law and this law. Now, we also know that everybody on the planet Earth, or at least in the United States, would violate at least multiple laws every single day just by doing something. That having been said, let's take a look at this from both the political aspect and how do you answer for the Banana Republic situation. To Charlie Kirk's point and to your other point here, Pat, that you made about everybody has to suspend their campaign and and, and go down to <clears throat> down to Mar-a-Lago or Miami or whatever, right? Which is potentially political suicide, but yeah. My question is, can you rally behind Trump but still campaign against him? The only thing that you can do to rally behind Trump is, is basically what I said earlier. Is that you basically point out the hypocrisy of what's going on here. You don't get behind Trump specifically. You just point out, well, if they're going to indict Trump, why aren't they indicting all these other people that we know have done the same thing? Mm-hmm. Why? And, and, and just point that out. That's all you need to do as a campaign. That's all you really should do as a campaign at this point to get behind Trump solely and say, like, Trump is innocent. Trump is whatever in this case, I think is a form of political suicide, because, again, if there is merit to the rule of law behind this and he's convicted, you have fundamentally committed political suicide to your campaign because now you've tied your campaign to what others might see as Trumpism and and Trump himself. I will say this, Pat, you have to be careful about saying a conviction here. A conviction here means that he broke the law. I also think you have to be careful of that because where are they attempting to put this case? So I want to be clear on that. Um, I also agree with you. You cannot. And here's how I, I initially felt about this. Are we just now all supposed to go down to Miami and what? Kiss the ring? Right, because if you do that as as somebody running against him for the nomination, have you not, or do you not, just show that he is the head of the head of the party, right? And and more importantly, we all bow down to him. N- no, you don't do that. Again, it's can that, you that, to that, your that. other point though say on the one hand this is wrong. And it is wrong for either side to do this to the other. And if we don't, and if we don't stop this, and if we don't stop the political prosecution and persecution of your opponents, simply because you don't like whom they are or what they stand for, we cease to have a republic, right? Can you say that? Yes. And is that enough fealty, quote unquote, to Trump? I think so, right? You can simply say, I I believe that this is wrong. I believe that this is motivated by politics and not the rule of law. And then on the same 
breath, say what? And that's why you need to elect me because I understand what time it is. Here's my plan to take care of this problem. And here's how I want to execute that pro- uh, that plan. I mean, because to to go down and kiss the ring of Donald Trump in Miami it is political suicide for these campaigns. It really is. Yep. Uh, and and, be, and the other question I would even ask here is like, let's let's just put the shoe on the other foot for for example, if in a hypothetical situation, would Donald Trump do the same thing for them? No, no he's proven it because. Um, did he pardon anybody from January 6th? Did he blanket any any sort of no? Has he sent a dime until he started running for president to any January 6th defendant? And oh, by the way, he still, to my knowledge, has not sent anything to any of these people. He has raised a crap ton of money off of them, but it has gone into his political coffers, not into the the defense funds for any of these people. That's how you know what you said is true. You Show me your actions, right? Not your words, your actions. So when it comes to that, right, that's where I'm at. Now, furthermore, I've seen the, but this is why Trump needs to be reelected. And this is why we have to put Trump back into power because he understands the nature of the beast that he's up against, and he can slay that beast if he has the political will and the political power in front of him. I don't agree with that take in any I way, shape, or form. But on the yeah. flip side of this, Pat, the question I have for you is that is this. Is the answer then having somebody else take the power, pardon, and then do nothing about it? Or to Trump getting in power, we make it very clear to those who are attempting to prosecute that uh, the tar and feathering will commence. Hyperbolically, folks, not in reality, but the tar and feathering will commence if you continue down this road, right? And then Trump gets into power and does nothing because he did nothing the first four years. So what is the answer here, right? Somebody else takes power, pardons Donald Trump, and does nothing about this? Is that the answer? No. There is a a third option. Yeah. Someone else takes power, and they don't pardon Donald Trump. So that's the Mike Pence scenario, right? Because he's very clear on that. Um, he's he's been very wishy-washy about talking about Donald Trump and pardons at all. Um, I will say this, though, to the fealty to, uh, to Donald Trump, I don't think it's about that. I think it's about, hey, we recognize a political prosecution and persecution when we see one, and we're going to remedy that. And then I'm going to root it out. Do I trust anybody? Anybody to really be able to do that by themselves? No. Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Chris Christie? Do I trust that they know what time it is? I think only maybe two of them understand it. And I think Vivek is one of them. Whether we agree or disagree with his solutions and and what he thinks uh, about certain things he 
does understand what time it is. That That is for real. He does understand that there is a major, significant, oligarchical, banana republic problem, okay? We can disagree with some of the things that he said on the campaign trail and what he wants to do and how to get there and, and the food fight between him and, um, and you know, Dave Rubin and all this other stuff, okay? We can disagree with that, but he does understand it. But do I trust that him or Ron DeSantis or even a Tim Scott would be able to handle this by themselves? No. And this is going to get into what is the retribution? Can you just take this lying down? Can you just set it and forget it, right? Or do you have to wield power? Do you, you know, kind of have to pull the 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 sword out of the stone, right? So to speak, and then begin to yield that uh, wield that power. I believe you have to. Whom do I see being able to do that? That is the real question of the 2024 election cycle for me from a GOP perspective. Because as much as of a libertarian as I am, there are way too many libertarians who are still down the path of live and let live. There are still way too many libertarians who believe the answer is to both sides an issue. It is a time for choosing and picking. It is not a time for, well, it would be great if we could just, um, you know, live and let live politically. You don't get to live and let live if you don't have liberty. So what would be the retribution here, Pat? Like what? This is the thing, right? So, okay, you're going to indict Donald Trump. What do you do? And I think I have it from Daniel Horowitz here, Pat. I like his take here. Very simple solution. No funding for DOJ come October 1st unless the political targeting ends on all fronts. There is no concern of a default now, just a partial government shutdown of the crap that frankly needs to be shut down anyway. Game on. And I think this is something that I talk about all the time, especially here in my house. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And if you want to play the stupid game of political retribution, we're going to make sure that you win that stupid prize. Oh, guess what? None of you get a paycheck anymore. See you later. I I think that's the right answer. But here's the problem. You actually think Kevin McCarthy has the stones to do any of that? The stones to say, hey, guess what? You guys are uh, attempting to basically soft coup this country. You're talking about the same guy that uh, caved on the uh, debt ceiling a week ago mm-hmm. and was always going to. Talking about, talking about that Kevin McCarthy? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He 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 ain't doing squat. Mm-hmm. But I agree. The lever of power that you have right in front of you, if you truly care about saving the republic from the GOP perspective, what is the thing that you have control over? You have a majority in the judiciary, right? You have that. You have a majority on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. You can use that lever of power in some respects. 
But more importantly, you have the purse strings. You have the ability to choke them out. And what do I mean by choke them out? I mean you starve them of the kindling, which is, or you you literally just start smoking the kindling, which is the money. If they don't have the funds, they can't work. The point of the matter is, what political position of power do you have? Right now, Team GOP whether you believe in them or not, has has the ultimate lever of power in their control. That being said, Pat, if that doesn't happen, it's over. This republic is over. It is done. We're going, we may keep the apparatus Right, we may keep the appearance, but it is a thousand percent over, and the persecutions will commence on a scale that you can't even fathom right now. If you think January 6th is bad, I will tell you this much it will be very soon that you and I speaking openly on air ain't gonna happen without facing prosecution and persecution. And then it becomes, what are we willing to take and do, right? What are we willing to sacrifice for that battle for liberty getting back into this country? That's what time it is. I can also make the argument it's already too late, right? I can make that argument. But this is one last charge up the hill in front of us. One last time. And if we don't, don't take away the power that currently exists and begin to wield, not for retribution, but for liberty, that power. It's over. Dark, dark times are ahead. If we don't make that last stand, you could even do the Helm's Deep, right? Last stand at Helm's Deep um, situation. That's where we're at. What say you, Pat? Look at you making a uh, pop culture reference there. And a very good one, by the way. That, that was that was yeah that was because well Lord of the Rings is the greatest uh, book series and movie series ever created. And also okay. J.R.R. Tolkien is a fantastic Christian. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I I totally agree with that. Um, I I think I think. As you said, you know, it comes down to, you know, understanding what time it is. Once you understand what time it is, what are you willing to do about it? If you're just going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs on your couch, you know, just listening to us or listening to whoever, and that's all you're going to do, then you don't understand what time it is. Either that or you're not willing to do anything about it. Um, this is our homes deep right now. Um, this is 
getting ready to ride out into the sunrise and and hope for the best and hope that 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 you can uh, victory can prevail and not just victory a righteous victory mm-hmm. can prevail that's where we are all right Fair enough. How about this, Pat? Let's go ahead and finish off our uh, best and worst takes of the week. You've already got your worst take, so let me go ahead and give you my worst take of the week. And this is actually going to come from the world of sports. And one of the biggest announcements in the world of sports happened this week in which um, the Saudi private investment fund owned Live Golf, which broke away and took some of the biggest names, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, yada, 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 um, and put them away and took them away from the PGA Tour. They basically went to war, if you will, last year. Um, people were banned from competing in major tournaments, and that was reversed already this year with the Masters and the PGA Championship. In fact, Brooks Kepka from Live Golf won the PGA Championship, um, one of the majors, uh, the U.S. Open happening in a couple of weeks here uh, on Father's Day weekend, as it always does. And um, we get an announcement that Live Golf, the PGA Tour, and what was called the European Tour now is the DP World Tour. All three of them have merged into a commercial entity together, of which um, the PGA owns 51%, Live owns 49%. What's not clear is what's going to happen is live golf going away and we're going to reincorporate the concept of live golf into the PGA tour. We're not sure what all of the, the sport apparatus is right. We don't, but commercially they're going to represent all of their interests together. So selling marketing packages or, or TV packages, all of it's going to be done together. The 9-11 Victims Fund is pissed, right? Because um, apparently the Saudi government is 9-11. I don't know the truth behind all of that, nor does I think most, nor do most Americans, because all we do know is that they came from Saudi Arabia. They were Al-Qaeda. How much did the Saudi government know or not know? There's a lot that's being left to do to question on that front. But they're pissed. More importantly, Pat, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, has decided to tell or decided to tell us all in his moral preenings that if you go to live golf, if you support live golf, if you watch live golf, you're you're standing on the backs of all the 9-11 victims who perished. That was last year. Listen to how he answers when, oh, by the way, now we're uh, we're actually going to merge. Jay, the 9-11 Families United made a strong statement yesterday. They said you co-opted the 9-11 community in taking a moral stance against Liv. How would you respond to that group? Well, I, um, I read Terry's comments. Uh, I, I, you know obviously acknowledge her loss and completely understand her position. And to the question that you were just asking, you know, I wish I think about the fact that I allowed confidentiality to prevail here 
and in allowing confidentiality to prevail, I did not communicate to very important constituents, including the families of 9-11. And I regret that. Uh, I, I, I really do. Um, but as we sit here today, you know, I, I think I think it's important to, you know, to reiterate that um, I feel like the move that we've made and, and how we move forward is in the best interest of our sport. We've eliminated those fractures. Um, but for for any uh, any difficulties I've caused on that front, again, I have to own that as well. And that comes back to communication. What million mile BS was that, Pat? Uh, I don't even watch golf. I don't even like golf, but what the hell? What was that? I'm just going to say this, Pat. This stuff doesn't happen without some PR people getting in the mix and saying, hey, let's practice how you're going to handle X, Y, Z questions. If you're not doing that, you're an idiot from that level of of being a commissioner, right? You're an app. We're not talking about the commissioner of the youth football league in in Podunk, Idaho, right? Like, right. What the hell? You are supposed to be polished, professional, highest level of the game. And that's what happens. Furthermore, Pat, if I, not only when I see that, if I am Rory McIlroy and all these people that bought into Jay Monahan last year talking about standing on the backs of 9-11 and loyalty, right? And loyalty to the PGA Tour will be rewarded. These people took, like, I think Bryson took about $100 million. And, oh, by the way, they have ownership of the franchise. Um in the team version, right? So like Dustin Johnson has the four aces. He went and played well in the PGA um, championship and he was wearing just the four aces logo, right? Uh, all over the place. They have an, a stake in the franchise ownership. And so merchandising and marketing and all that stuff, they get money from on top of the money that they're getting from live golf, right? Um, a year Later, my loyalty to you means I got effed out of hundreds of millions of dollars. What what loyalty do I owe you? And then secondly, this kind of milly mouth BS. I'm telling you right now, and I said this on Twitter, if I am a player, if I am involved in the PGA Tour, I am literally laying my clubs down and refusing to play until that individual I am refusing to caddy. I'm refusing to work at an event, to be a rules expert, to do anything until that person is gone. And it has nothing to do with you. You're now a Saudi apologist. No, it has everything to do with you being an absolute liar. And it has everything to do with you not having the interests of those people in mind. Because you can't say we're going to war and then, oh, by the way. You can't morally preen and then demand fealty again, right? And then say, oh, by the way, uh, the people who left, we're going to welcome them back and embrace them. And more importantly, they get to keep the million or the hundred million dollars that they're, that they're getting from Live Golf. What? What was the point of that? 
this has got to be the like we're talking Gary Bettman bad. We're like worse than Gary Bettman, worse than Adam Silver from a commissioner level in sports. Like the worst commissioner in sports is now this individual by a mile. Huh? <sighs> anyway, Pat, um, your best take of the week. Let's go. Actually, let's go with my best take of the week first. My best take of the week is actually something that is horrific. Okay. I'm just going to tell you this, but it's my best take because it is literally them telling you who they are. Hi, my name is Adina. Um, yes. And I called your name. Yes. Yes. Go for it. Yes, I'm a teacher in the district. I also teach at LUSD. I have two students in the district. I did intervention at Fremont, but I'm also a community member who volunteers extensively in Watts in South LA, and I work at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles with queer trans youth in large groups. And so I deal with a lot of their trauma related to the heteronormative, Judeo-Christian, patriarchal, imperialist, capitalist system that oppresses them. And so, why critical race theory? I'm not just here in support of our LGBTQ youth, it's all connected. I'm in support of critical race theory um, and diversity inclusion, equity training, because white people participate, for example, in the largest social welfare program in the history of the United States, and yet now they throw their hands up in the air when we look at our housing crisis. And Armenians talk about the genocide, but they received SSI, but they don't want to talk about the indigenous genocide of 1850 and the lack of preparations for black and indigenous people in this country. And they don't want to talk about how dare you as marginalized people come here, and, and, and you don't want to talk about the oppressed trans youth who, you know, your kids aren't even learning what they need to learn in, in, in this that one in two will commit su attempt suicide and 95% know that they are trans when they are three to four and five years Like I, I said, this you. is my best take because this is literally them telling you who they are. Listen, pay attention. They're insane, yet they hold all the political levers right now. All of them. I hate you. Why? For making me listen to that. I hate you. Yeah, yeah, well, down with your white patriarchy, you bigot. <laughs> let's just move on. All right, let's move on to your best take of the week. Speaking of uh, white hatred and white guilt and white privilege. <clears throat> Steve Dace is telling you it's time for my fellow conservatives to admit white privilege really is a thing. Say what? Why is this your best take? What the hell are you talking about, Pat? Yeah, so white privilege really is a thing, depending on what perspective you're looking at. Steve says, this self-imposed isolation and granting of control of chaos itself is tragically the point of who we have become. A people forsaking one of the greatest birthrights in history in exchange for a self-hatred and loathing, which, which must even extend to the mutilated bodies of our own children. All in pursuit of being declared the woke. You speak German more than I do, so I'm not even going to try it. Um, mensch. Übermensch. Übermensch. Okay. Uh, if, if previous centuries of this once great country were threatened by white pride, this is one threatened by our invincible ignorance. We hate ourselves and we call that a victory. It's the whitest thing ever. Why is this your best take? 
because doesn't it tell you where kind of like culturally what time it is where we are it, it, we talked about the whole donald trump thing for a while right uh-huh, we're so uh-huh. distracted hating ourselves and hating each other to, to actually focus on what's going on all right so pat i think we're gonna agree to disagree on this subject i understand why you might think this is the best take but i've read the rest of this article and i don't get his point period point blank i don't understand the point he's the connection doesn't the synapses don't fire if you will for what he puts on the bottom here as the point i can understand it but read the rest of the article i don't get it i don't I'm a pretty smart individual, and I'm not firing these synapses together. But with that being said, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And why the hell did you make me watch that video? Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And Pat, you are welcome. I hate you. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.